This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI. Milena Kazanavishis is here from Halifax, Nova Scotia for a community report. Hey, good morning, Milena. How are you? Good morning, Dave. I'm sick as a dog. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> what got, what's got you? I have no idea. I came on last night. The whole fever, sore throat. So I, I'm, I'm, I'd like to say there's a two by four holding me up right now. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. I tell you what, Milena, <laughs> if in the middle of this, you get a little too beaten up or you, or, or you can't continue, you just wave, you just wave the white flag and uh, we'll pick up the steam for you. Okay. Excellent. All well, right. Thank well, you. <laughs> well, let's start with a little bit of optimism here because the holiday season is around the corner and you wanted to talk about some of the holiday festivities that Haligonians can experience. So what's worth catching up on this year? All right. So um, this Saturday, the 19th of November, um, the whole Christmas festival festivities, if, if we want to call it, starts off with our annual 27th year of, uh, it's called the Saltwire Parade of Lights. So the Christmas Parade of Lights, uh, Saturday, the 19th. Uh, the route has changed a little bit because of construction everywhere. So I'm just going to go through it very quickly. It starts at the North Park in Cogswell Roundabout and our local uh, viewers will will know where that is. Heads down Brunswick, left on Duke, all the way down the hill, and right on Barrington, back up to Spring Garden Road, left on University, or South Park, I should say, and then finishes off, as per usual, at the Children's Hospital, which that's, I think is really great. That's yeah. a complicated parade route. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you guys have any straight streets in Halifax? Absolutely not, and there's hill after hill, so... <laughs> Look, I'll, do, I'll put it this way. It starts at 6. If, if you've ever been to a parade around here, probably won't get going until 7. Um, and it's the first year that Mrs. Mrs. Claus is going to be with Mr. Santa Claus. Oh, nice. Nice. The whole, the whole gang getting together. <laughs> uh, so, so um, yeah, so beyond the parade, anything else that sort of gets associated to that? Yeah, so, so I, I found um, a website. It's a bit of a strange name. It's called Wander. Lust with kids. So that's W A N D E R L U S T with kids.com. And in there, it's, it's quite accessible. It lists all of the dis- district um, 16 Christmas tree lighting. So Dartmouth, Bedford, Sackville, um, Halifax, etc. All sorts of, um, you know, light um, events, uh, free eggnog, things like that. And, and you know, I, I think I say this every year, Dave, that even though I can't see, I love the Christmas lights, especially when you can grab a couple of friends and walk walk about in in, in your neighborhood. And you know, it's you, you if you have some sight, then you can look at the pretty dazzles. And if you've got none, then well, your friends better be up to par for describing. <laughs> but it's 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 a nice way. So there's a whole listing of all sorts of events. Wonder lust with kids. And of course, all that's going to go up on our blog, including the uh, lengthy parade route, the confusing parade route for the Santa Claus parade on our blog, ami.ca slash now. Uh, Milena, there's more than just the Festival of Lights and the parade and Mrs. Claus and Santa Claus and Wonderlust for Kids. The CNIB is also having a party in Halifax. It's the ninth annual holiday party. So what's going to be happening? What's going down for this uh, CNIB party? 
All right. Uh, so I think everybody there is super stoked and excited because it's live. Uh, I don't think we've had the Christmas party for, oh my goodness, two years yeah, well, since COVID. C- certainly, and, uh, since, yeah. certainly since 2019. Certainly since 2019. Yeah, it- so it's a it's a cookie potluck. So feel free to get something at your local bakery, make your own cookies, bring those along to share with all the people that will be there. There's a sing along. There'll be a band. There's uh, games and trivia, and um, you know all sorts of um, warm beverages. Nothing alcoholic. <laughs> it is the CNIB, and it is uh, at the local um, CNIB office on Almond Street. Um, starts at six o'clock till eight o'clock on December the 6th, which is a Tuesday. So December the 6th, six to eight, cookie potluck, Christmas festivities, games, trivia, sing-along, all of that stuff. I'm going to say, though it doesn't state that, consider wearing your masks, please. Um, You know, you can sneak that cookie underneath your mask. Uh, This thing is not going away, this COVID. So consider wearing your mask. It's not mandated. And um, do RSVP to jeff.deviller at cnib.ca. You can call him at 902-456-5982. Milena, I hope, uh, I hope things clear up for you a little bit here in the next couple of weeks so you can actually go enjoy that party and put a couple of those cookies inside your mask. It's kind of like being a squirrel, right? We can just keep <laughs> cookies inside our masks and enjoy them as we please. December the 6th for that event for the CNIB party in Halifax. And again, Milena shared the email address of Jeff. We'll make sure that goes up on our blog as well, ami.ca slash now. Milena, you've also got some personal news to share here. And I just want to kind of clear out and let you give an update on your guide dog, Lewis. All right. So I, I thought I'd bring this in because um, I, th- there's a bit of a misunderstanding when you get your new guide dog or you retire a guide dog, and which is happening with my Mr. Lewis. I hope I don't start to cry and fever on all this, but my Lewis is nine and a half, and so I will not be at the Christmas party <laughs> at CNIB. I will be in training as of November 28th till December 14th at CNI in Morristown, New Jersey with a new four-legged partner. And, um, you know, Dave, for our viewers and listeners, it's a complete and utter emotional roller coaster. Whether it's your first, second, and this is my third guide dog partner, I'm uh, retiring. There's that anxiety of, will this new dog like me? Because Lewis didn't want nothing to do with me when we were partnered up initially. Nothing, <laughs> like my other two. And then it's the whole training, 5.30 in the morning till 8 o'clock at night. And then when you're done your two and a half weeks, if it's a consecutive, uh, you know, any any dog besides your first, you come home and it's an entire year of learning each other. Mm. And these guys, no matter how well they're trained, to a lot of people's misunderstanding, they will try and trick you into all sorts of things. I'm smiling for those who can't see me because I don't think not a, a single one of my guide dogs has ever not done a kitty corner crossing when I've returned within the first month or, you know, to them like, oh, here's a shortcut. We don't need to be at a curb. I'm just going to go right into traffic and cross. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, <laughs> so this, this is the thing about entrusting your life to something with the intelligence of a yes. four-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think their intelligence maybe is a little bit more, but I'm not sure. <laughs> You know, and uh, so I think it it depends on the four year old. That well, that's true. Let me guess, you were the most intelligent four year old, right? No, the opposite. I'm barely an intelligent 40 year old. Uh, Sorry, (laughs) Melinda, I I told you I'd get out of the way, and I'm not getting out of the way. Sorry, continue. No, no, so you know, I just just wanted to point out that, um, it's it's a it's it's a whole 
It's you don't just arrive home and magic wand and, and you're off working with your new partner um, because each dog is different. Each dog walks different. Each dog behaves different. Um, and there's trials and tribulations for the first year, guaranteed, whether it's your first, second, third or fourth. And uh, I don't think I've ever met anyone in class who has not cried over mm. retiring their dog, whether the dog has died or whether the dog is gone staying with you or, you know, somewhere else. These these are these are living creatures that have been with you 24-7. So, and by the way, for anybody wondering, Lewis is going to my parents. He will live nice. lifestyles of the rich and famous. Nice. Yeah, I've, <laughs> yeah. I've, I've volunteered to take a few of my friends' uh, retired guide dogs along the way, too, because uh, I've developed some relationships with guide dogs over the years as well, so I just absolutely adored. And the fact is they, there's still a lot of love for those dogs to, to enjoy and, and, and a retirement for them to enjoy as well after years of hard work. Milena, you mentioned that you're going down to the organization in Morristown, New Jersey, and, and maybe mm-hmm. this question's too personal and you can tell me to shut up and I'll move on. Why that Never. organization <laughs> in particular? Because there are a lot of really great organizations around the country and around, around the continent. Yeah, there, there are. I, I um, you know, my over 20 years ago when I first started looking for guide dog schools, um, and a lot of the guide dog schools came down, and I, in fact, was denied by quite a few of them because I didn't have proper cane skills. So, you know, you have to know where you're going, what you're doing. Uh, at least you have to be able to get about. And uh, the seeing eye in Morristown, New Jersey, was probably the hardest. And you, you tell me something, I'm not going to get it, and I'm probably going to go after you like that pit bull like so it's it's been over the years the seeing eye in morristown new jersey they are the oldest um guide dog school in north america started in 1929 um by morris frank and dorothy Hustis. morris frank who was blind himself um actually there's a there's a old video somewhere of him crossing the new york street intersections with his very first guide dog named buddy who was a with who was a, a female shepherd and actually, he named all his shepherds uh, Buddy. All oh. his dogs were named Buddy. I don't know why, but so, yeah. So I've, I've just, uh, it, it's, you know, it's plus I like to travel and get out of Dodge. So, yeah, yeah. that's fair. That's fair, too. Definitely a reason yeah. to go have a little bit of fun in New Jersey. Well, listen, Milena, like I said to you after your last story, I hope that you feel better soon. I'm sorry that uh, whatever got you has taken a grip. Hopefully it only is, only hangs around for a couple of days, a little bit of orange juice, oh. a little bit of rest, and hopefully you're bounced back and fully at 100% before your trip down to New Jersey. Thank you. That's Melinda <laughs> Kazakh. And, and, and I won't see you for the December one, so Merry Christmas to all. And to all, a good night. <laughs> Thank you, Milena. Merry Christmas to you and yours as well. That's Milena Kazanavishis, community reporter in Halifax, Nova Scotia. And I'll give you the blog address one more time, ami.ca slash now. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts.